pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. When is the last time you've painted a room in your house? If you've painted a room recently, you might agree with me that the most frustrating part of painting a room is picking out the color. At a major hardware store in the United States, there are over 10,000 different paint colors available to choose from. On the surface, one would think you should be delighted to have so many choices. However, many people find that more choices tend to lead to less happiness overall. This phenomenon is often called the paradox of choice, named after the book and TED Talk by Dr. Barry Schwartz. So why is this the case? Why do people find themselves less happy with more choices? Well, the sheer number of options tends to make someone feel paralyzed instead of empowered, which then leads to a person either making a pick at random or simply not choosing at all. And even if a choice does get made, it can lead to feelings of regret and second-guessing of the decision. While having too many choices can appear to only be a problem for those with the luxury to choose, it doesn't make decision fatigue less of an issue. In today's world, we are presented with an array of choices from the trivial to the significant. Yet we don't always recognize that the various forks in the road of our lives are not created equal. We can give great thought to inconsequential decisions, leaving us too exhausted to give significant choices the attention they deserve. Teenagers and young adults are faced with overwhelming pressure to choose the right career, the right school, the right friend, the right romantic partner, and married couples and parents, they struggle with the right neighborhood, the right school district, the right career, the decision if and when to have kids and how to raise them. And all those choices happen on top of the little choices of choosing the right brand of products, the right meal on a menu, or yes, the right color of paint for your room. With all the options we are bombarded with, it's no wonder that we feel like we have nothing left in the tank to sort out how God fits into the mess of our lives. Yet he does. God recognizes how easily we get overwhelmed with our needs in life. He also understands that people get anxious about not only lack, but excess. When Christ gave his Sermon on the Mount, he touched on this when speaking to the multitudes in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not 
much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. There is tremendous pressure placed on people to make them feel like every choice must be objectively perfect. And too many choices out there to make that perfect choice attainable. Yet Christ encouraged his disciples to put aside the worries of making the best material choices and trust in God's providence to provide for our needs. If we can place our trust in God to look after us, we can alleviate the stress of decision-making by focusing on good enough instead of perfection. This can only improve our relationship with our Heavenly Father because a mentality of recognizing what's good enough will facilitate a mentality of gratitude for all he's blessed us with. In turn, we can focus the energy we would have wasted on superficial choices on more meaningful decisions instead. The greatest choice that we can make is to choose to serve God and to follow the example of Jesus. On the edge of the promised land, Moses presented the new generation of Israelites with this choice in Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. God is willing that none should perish, but that through his Son all may receive eternal life. He continues to offer that opportunity to all who would listen, yet the burden of that choice is ours alone to make. The decision to serve God and the decision to choose life is not a one-time decision. We make it whenever we choose sacrifice over selfishness and placing God's will above our own, even as Christ did so in the Garden of Gethsemane. One thing we can do to help us is to start our mornings or when we wake up by choosing God not just quietly to ourselves, but by writing it or speaking it into reality so it's not just a passing thought in our minds. When we make this choice early, we can bypass decision fatigue that sets in as the day marches on. Not only that, but our other choices will stem from that deliberate decision to choose God. If we make him our first choice to start every day, then he will direct us in a way that leads to eternal life. To conclude, let's consider the words from Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. I want to thank you for listening to another devotion on Pause to Consider. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you share it with your friends or your loved ones. 
If you haven't done so already, I hope you subscribe to Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast so that you get updates right when new episodes are published. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. You can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow my Facebook and Instagram pages if you have any thoughts or feedback. But above everything else, I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I pray that God will be with you until we meet again, whether on our next episode or in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org slash podcasts. Have a great week.